This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. boys and girls let's get this episode rolling today i'm flying solo and to be honest with you i kind of like doing that sometimes it's actually enjoyable and uh i guess when you have a big mouth and can yak like i can <laughs> it's not that hard to do maybe i get a little <clears throat> excuse me a little out of breath sometimes but for the most part um i do all right i guess but I want to do something interesting today. Um, I'd been thinking last night, like, what am I, what am I going to do an episode on? There's so many different things. There's so many guests I want to have on, and I. That's easier said than done because it's we're in the middle of duck season. Everybody's having guests out, or everybody's hunting. So because we're all waterfowlers, and once once we're in the game, once we're in the thick of it, that's all we think about. That's all we do, and so I get it. You know, I ever I'm not even good at about getting people on. It's not that people are saying no, they can't do it. I just. I'm like, man, I'm, I, I, let's set this up. And then I end up going on a hunt or going out of town or I'm at work. <clears throat> so it's just kind of like, it just doesn't work out. So it's really hard in the middle season to get the guests on that I want to get on because it's lining our schedules up. But anyways, before we get in this episode, I, w- I did want to go over um, one thing and somebody that is sponsoring this podcast, and that is Motion Ducks. I actually just got mine out. It's that time of year where you need the movement. Um, yes, there's pulsators. Yes, there's spinner wings now we can use in California. A lot of other states can use them year-round. We can't. Basically, you got to wait till December 1st. And so there's good things out there like that. But I feel like still, if you're not lazy like I can be sometimes, and you want to suck the birds in, motion ducks, jerk string, jerk rig, whatever you want to call it, is by far the best setup and what's cool is till the end of season, they're giving us a pretty cool deal for our listeners. And that is if you go to motionducks.com forward slash MVM 
MVM. You, there's a short message on there to you guys uh, from us. And then uh, you can also, so he's already given a discount off that setup. Um, it comes with the free weight bag, which is not normal. So you get the free weight bag for the listeners. You get the rig. Get the pull string, all that good stuff, and then he's giving a discount on there, and then another discount if you put the code in MVM1010, you get an additional 10% off of that. So specifically just for you guys, it's the best deal out there. I don't I don't know anybody that actually has that good or um uh but like a I guess I'm just getting all tongue twisted, but best deal out there for the discount and the setup. So I'm telling you guys, if you're in stagnant still water, that is by far what you guys need to go to. It's, it's, I can't tell how many times it's been dead and the, the, you know, dead as in wind, it's calm, the water's stagnant and you're just, you're the only guy out there in that whole refuge or on the whole bank that looks like real ducks just kind of tooling around and swimming around and feeding and all that good stuff. So it works. In fact, I got mine out for a hunt that I'm going to be doing this week, this Wednesday, um, I do see rain in the forecast, but I don't see a ton of wind, so I'm going to be pulling that thing out, and maybe I can shoot my seven Drake shovelers. That's that's the goal going out there. I'm really hoping I can make that happen. Um, <clears throat> I guess people said uh, shoot limits of mallards is overrated, so I did a little poll on YouTube and was really blown away by a lot of the comments. But um, Let's see here. Now. So what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do and start this out with is I want to give you guys like a mid-season, and I need a pin. Let me grab a pin if I can reach it. I'm gonna have to take my headphones off, I think. Hold on. There we go. All right. About ripped my headphones off, but we're good. I want to do a mid-season gear update on our gear. Uh, maybe that's something we can do with Thomas and Travis later too. <clears throat> Whatever it is that they would want to talk about, but my brain spins a lot, so I'm always thinking of uh, different stuff. So first off, what I wanted to go over and give you guys an update, and and let me say this first before we start, okay? I really want to say thank you so much, and I and I do this a lot. I thank you guys a lot, you listeners, but I haven't done it in probably maybe a month or two. Thank you so much for your guys' support. I feel like the people that listen on the podcast are by far the most loyal um, followers and just friends almost. <clears throat> and and I say friends because I don't like I don't like the concept of fans. I that's that I don't like that. You're not fans. You are just people that I feel like we have this common goal and common uh, what would it be? Um, like, that's not the word I'm looking for. Like this common mindset. We have the same mindset. When I say common, I mean common in the waterfowl world. We, we want to be successful. We want to be the best hunters we can be. We want to be ethical. We want to do the right thing. We want to have all this, um, build up our skill level and get better. Not because, oh, that means we shoot more and more limits as we get progress in our hunting abilities it's just getting better and we've done episodes on that getting better and I, I always want to get better and and in the waterfowl world you you're still going to get fooled by ducks no matter how long you've been hunting them 
but you can always get better. Like if you maybe would have went on this one hunt where you shot <clears throat> a little mixed bag of something, and maybe you shot only four birds. Well, maybe five years ago you wouldn't have did that because you wouldn't have had the knowledge and the way to change the spread or put the motion there like you did five. Now compared compared to five years ago. So obviously we're all trying to get better, and I feel like with this podcast that's what I'm trying to do. I'm talking through my own mistakes. Which helps you if you guys listen and makes you not make the same mistakes, even though you haven't walked down that road yet. So it just, I feel like we can help make better hunters because we're broadcasting over this network of podcasting where people are not just California. People are listening in Texas. People, shout out to you in Texas. Shout out to you guys in Louisiana and North Carolina, South Carolina, Montana, and Canada, wherever you guys are all listening at, Oregon, Washington, Idaho. Um, you guys, some probably have more experience. A lot have more experience. A lot have been hunting longer, but there's a lot that are about my level, and there's a lot that are way below my stage. I shouldn't say level, but stage in the hunting uh, hunting ducks and geese. So anyways, I, I just wanted to say thank you guys for your support. You, you guys are loyal listeners. You guys are always there. We put it out. I can see it on the downloads, and I appreciate you guys. I really do. And uh, the people that have met, like, for instance, if you guys shout out to Nate and Gabe. We, we met you guys at the refuge. Um, when was that? That was uh, <clears throat> like opening day. Shout out to you guys. Guys like you, honestly, it's not that we need a pat on the back or nothing like that because we just do what we do. But it's you guys were so sincere, um, and a lot of you guys are that reach out and email and this and that. But just meeting you in person, it was really cool because you guys were so sincere, and I felt like we just kind of hit it off, and it was like, man, you know, these dudes are super cool. You know, sometimes you wonder, like, who are these people out there that are listening and whatever. But anyways, it was nice meeting you guys. And I felt like you guys really were sincere, and it was just, I don't know, it was just great to meet you guys. So, fans, uh, fans, followers or people that are on the same journey that we are on, it's just nice to meet you guys and hear your feedback. <clears throat> Enough of the mushy stuff. Let's get into the real deal. So, first off, I want to talk about my choke. You guys, any of you follow along, you guys have seen that this year on my 12-gauge, just my 12-gauge, I went from a kicks, high flyer, full choke to a pattern master, code black duck. Now, and now some of you that love kicks, you're like, why did you do that? You were happy with it. You shot good with it. Why would you do that? Well, that goes back to always wanting to do better, always striving to do better. And I feel like... I'm the kind of person I feel like there's always room for improvement for everything. You feel like you can have it perfectly dialed. I, I don't know. I think there maybe there may be some things with choke or ammo or the combos of those two that you can have the best of the best. Yes, I know you can kill ducks with steel, and you can use any steel. You can use heavy steel. You can use um, Super X. You can use all these brands out there, and there's a lot. Of, there's a couple new ones this year or la the last couple years. Yes, I, I've killed them with them my whole life. All I'm doing, I have the opportunity, I have the money, a little bit of the extra money to say, hey, that's where I want to put my money to. You guys may put it on a, a boat or you may put it on this or you may put it on new clothes. I choose to put my little bit of extra money into like my ammo 
<clears throat> and what I'm shooting ducks with and my gear. So that being said, I was very happy with the heavy, uh, excuse me, my mind's all cluttered this morning, with the Kicks High Flyer Full. In fact, I barely started shooting that, the, that at the end of last season. And the first time I shot it, it was just instantly like, whoa. Like it was just where the bird's wings just clamped to its body. Like it just <clears throat> got electrocuted or something. And I was like, man, this stuff is money. And that and was what was shooting heavy metal. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Like the last maybe two, three weeks. And that actually came from a subscriber hunt. He was shooting the kicks full. I was shooting the kicks modified. He was shooting the kicks full. And I just liked, <coughs> I just liked, um, I, I don't know. I just, something about it. It was like, he was shooting really good. His name is CJ. I don't know if he listens to podcasts or not, but local guy. Had a resi, took us out, me and Thomas out with him. There's a video of that from, I think it was last season or maybe the season four. But anyways, man, I really liked it. So, been using that. Man, that was two years ago. My goodness. My brain. It's insane. When I guess when, I don't know if it's getting old or what, but like, oh yeah, last year. And it was like, that was two seasons ago. So, I shot the kicks high flyer full all last season. And... Then I was super stoked with it, but watching um, and talking to different people and watching videos about the Powdermaster Code Black, because I've tried Powdermaster 4, I was not happy with it, but it was like the original one. I just didn't like it. It wasn't good for me with the combo I had of ammo, okay? And that, and you guys know the ammo that I shoot is the ammo I'm going to shoot. So I, I work, my choke works around the ammo I shoot. So... I was like, man, when I, I watched uh, Chase and Green shooting ducks, he would, when he would hit, you know, it didn't matter if it was 10 yards, 20 yards, 30 yards, it was blowing feathers off him. And I know that sounds probably stupid to some of you, like who cares if it does or not, but I just, <laughs> I don't know. I got like a little thrill out of that. Like, oh man, you just hit that bird. Like I love just, I mean, when you just center punch a duck, it's just the most satisfying feeling you can feel out there, in my opinion. So I was kind of seeking that, you know? Like, mallards are so tough. If you've done <clears throat> any hunting of mallards, you know they are very, very tough birds. And you can just knock the snot out of them, think they're stone dead, and they're up trying to swim off into the tulies, you know? And I, I obviously, I dealt with that more when I was shooting just straight still. And um, no other birds I feel like are really like that. I feel like pintails are kind of one of the almost uh, resilient was the word I was looking for for the mallards. But I feel like pintails can almost be kind of soft. You know, like you hit them, they won't really try to swim off you. They may be tough and stay alive maybe sometimes, but they, they don't have the aggression and the desire to live and survive. I feel like mallards do. But I wanted something, I wanted a choke, I wanted an ammo combo that would knock the snot out of him, and there was no flinching, there was no swimming, there was no, like, rolling, it was just stone dead. And the way I seen the Powdermaster Code Black smacking those ducks, I said, I gotta try it. Doesn't mean I'm gonna like it, doesn't mean it's gonna go good with the heavy metal, heavy bismuth, heavy 12 that I'm shooting, or the heavy till even, that's all straight still, I love heavy till, 3 inch, 6 shot. And um, I got a few boxes in my closet still left 
I went through a case of that and about, I think I have three left of that case. But anyways, um, I said, let's try it. So I bought it and I got to backtrack and watch those videos and see again what it looked like. But I patterned it and I was like, okay. And that was before I actually compared it to the kicks. And I know a lot of people on that video were like, I don't know why you're trying to make it sound like the kicks is right there with it. It's clear that the pattern master has blown it away. And you would be right. It definitely, I feel like it was better. I don't feel like it blew it away compared to like a, a factory choke versus um, say the kicks. There was not there was not that much of a difference in my opinion, but it definitely was better. There wasn't as many flyers. It was a tighter pattern. And you got to remember, and it, it drives me nuts. I say in the videos, I say, this is with this gun, with this choke. And people still say, yeah, it's just with that combo. And I'm like, no, I know that. I know. And I even clarify it. And it's like, I don't think you guys are people that say those kind of comments are even watching the video. Because if they watched the whole video, they would hear me say those things beforehand. So I, I just don't even, I don't even respond to those comments because it's like, I clarified that very clearly. And you're trying to cap, come on top of that. But it's with my Browning A5, mine, with my serial number. So that what that means is that doesn't mean the next Browning A5 is going to do the same thing. I feel like it would be very similar. But it still is not going to be the same because it's a different barrel. It's a different gun. Every gun shoots different. So you guys, I, I encourage you, even if it's a still that you're shooting, play around with chokes. Man, I, I used to think that was such a waste of time and so stupid. I really did, honestly, guys. You don't know, you can't see that now. If you're if you haven't been around since the beginning, I used to think that was the most stupid thing. Like, why do people put these aftermarket chokes and use your factory choke? I kill birds all the time. I used to be that guy. And there's nothing wrong with somewhat being that guy, but at the same time, you're not being open-minded. Like, okay, if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to play with that, don't do it. But don't be so close-minded that you're not willing to like, you know, that might, that could maybe make you more successful. That could make you more accurate in your shooting and it could kill birds better. You know, just just say that, but like, ah, I'm not going to do it for me. It's not for me. <clears throat> when I started playing with patterns and I started playing with chokes and man, I've come a long ways from when I first started doing, I look back at those old videos and I just cringe. It's like, I wonder, I wonder what I'm going to think of these videos now, five years. But what that shows is growth, guys. That shows us growth, and we all need to do that. We all need to grow, and we all need to put in the work to be better. So anyways, um, I said, okay, let's do it. So I shot it. I was like, whoa, this thing is nasty, like 20, 30, 40 yards. You get the trolls that come on there. 20 yards is a waste. That's that's bull. 20 yards is not a waste. <clears throat> you, Why would you not want to see what it looks like? Okay, yes, it's close, and most guns are going to be good that close. I still want to see what it looks like when I shoot some at 20 yards. What is this pattern going to look like when it hits them at 20 yards? And um, anyways, I did 20, 40 yards. That was just with that, I believe, and I got to go backtrack and look again. But then I did a kicks versus that. And I'm going to try to pull up videos and talk at the same time. I'm not very good at doing uh, two things at once. Uh, yeah, right here... <clears throat> About two months ago, I did Kicks versus Pattern Master Code Black Duck, okay? Because there is Goose, too. I guess that's got about 12,000 views on it right now. But before that, let me look. Yes. Okay, four months ago, I did a Heavy 12. 
pattern video. I might need to change the thumbnail for that. That thing hasn't really taken taken off. I don't really know why, but anyways, it's me holding the box of heavy twelve, and I do a pattern, and it was like, oh my goodness. Okay, not only is this stuff heavier than lead, which people a lot of people quit duck hunting back in the day when lead went out because it was like, oh, still just ain't killing them. You're just selling birds. <clears throat> and it's come a long way since then. But when I did this on here, I was like, whoa, this stuff is gnarly and it's heavier than lead. I'm shooting six shot. Mallards, geese, everything. People, I, I just don't know what it is. People cannot get over that. I'm <laughs> like, I don't think that will ever change. Even when people are shooting heavy, like bismuth, and I'm not talking about just heavy bismuth, I'm talking about boss or whatever ammo, people shooting bismuth, people shooting tungsten, they're still like, yeah, I use uh, two shot for geese and four shot for ducks. <clears throat> and, and hey, whatever flavor that you like, I'm just telling you that you don't have to do that. They're, they say if you normally shoot four on ducks, you can shoot six on ducks. If you shoot two on geese or ones, you can shoot threes or fours. Um, it, it, I don't know what it is. It's a mind thing. It really is. And it, it's none of my business. People do what they want to do. But it's like I just uh, it, it's it kind of I'm kind of passionate about it. And I think that's why I get a little bit like. I don't know why I get worked up over that because what is it, what does it matter to me? If you're killing ducks with it, I don't care. I guess I just want people they're so stuck in this rut that you got to be shooting BB or ones at honkers and and someone said one time, "Oh, you're not not over here in Maryland or wherever this places that get cold." I I I promise you, if I could fly there right now and shoot my 3-inch 6 shot heavy bismuth because I I could be wrong, but I believe they were even saying it doesn't matter if it was bismuth or that tungsten, the heavy 12, that it still won't do that. Actually, uh, let's do this. I will shoot the heavy metal three-inch six shot on any bird on the east coast in the northeast of the United States where it's bitter cold. It will stone them. I promise you. That's how confident I am with it. Six shot is not going to not kill ducks. It's shot placement. I'm not saying I shoot everything in the head. That's why this better ammo cleans up for bat poor shooting sometimes. Because if you do make a shot that's further in the back, then, um, you know, <clears throat> the penetration of that stuff's better, way better than steel. And it goes into the vitals, and the birds are dead when you, by the time you get to them. I, 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 I'm telling you, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of birds, if not hundreds over the last couple of years between me and Thomas and Travis, the little bit he shot of it, um, it's, it's nasty and it helps us as hunters to get more birds and not, if you make a bad shot, cause look, people say, well, uh, you know, you got to pick your shot. Yeah, you do. But I guarantee you there ain't a single duck hunter there, duck hunter out there that hasn't made a bad shot on a bird at 20 yards. I'm sorry. You're a liar. If you say no, we've all made those just on a golden platter, 20 yards. Just you're like, I'm going to crush this bird. And you like tell it hit it in the tail or tailpipe it or something dumb and you spin it and it takes off flying and you're bang, bang. We've all done that. It doesn't matter if you're shooting steel or bismuth, but the difference is when you're shooting the heavier stuff, it penetrates to the vitals. Birds are, it's going through the lungs and the heart. It's in entering the organs and that's what finishes the bird off even quicker. So anyways, 
but that choke, the difference, what it is in Harrison is the one that really brought it up with that choke. And with my ammo combo, he said, hey, the difference with that Powdermaster Code Black Duck is that they have made um, uh, the shot string shorter. So if you can look, if someone's in front of you and they're shooting from left, like in front of you from your right to left, okay, so they're shooting the gun past you, and you were to look and you freeze frame that, you would see a trail of pellets, BBs, shot, okay? I, I, I get harassed for the way I say that. So shot. You'd see that string of that in front of you. And depending how far away that you're shooting and the longer distance that it travels, the longer that string extends. So that's why I've always said, and once I figured that out longer ago, is you almost can't overlead because if you, let's say if you shoot and your shot string is kind of long, and I know, you know, choke companies try to make that not be that way, but it just is. Let's say if you're at 30 yards, let's say if your shot string is four feet long and you shoot in front of this bird and the first uh, foot, and, I'm, and that's exaggeration. I'm just trying to get you guys a mental picture here. And the bird's flying from left to right and you shoot way in front of it. And the first foot of the shot string is past the bird and he's still flying into it. Now the second foot and he hits, that bird hits the third foot of that shot string you're still going to kill him. But if you shoot right on target and it's not reaching him, he's passed it before it even gets to him, you're missing. 99.9% of all duck hunters, if they miss, they're shooting behind. And and anything after that, then that's just on you. Like if you're shooting over or under, that's just kind of a naming thing. But like lead-wise. And the thing is, and I don't know how long the shot string is with that Pattern Master Code Black because, again, Harrison's the one that got me into that i seen what it did with his gun um i seen what it did to birds and i also seen what the pattern looked like so i had to try it like i said from chasing green and harrison so anyways we went there and did it and i will tell you what guys this season that thing has been blowing feathers off like i wanted not every time i don't know it's just the angle or what it is but a lot of times man feathers are blown off and I just love it. And I, and I say that. It's not because I'm trying to destroy the bird and have no meat left on the thing. I'm saying that because that thing has not a prayer to get away. He's dead. And you say, okay, well, how's the meat? Are you ruining the meat? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The meat is not getting ruined. Um, all these breasts with, this, with any of this ammo that I've been shooting with that choke has been completely fine. There may be a couple in there. And I'm not trying to say, oh, I've been shooting them on the head. But there is nothing wrong with me. It has not obliterated the bird. I know that first video of the season that we did where me and Thomas were out there hunting. <clears throat> now, his, his choke was blowing birds apart. But now, we put that towards it being early season. The plumage in the birds is very thin. It was warm. Now, th they've got that thicker down, and it's just not doing the same thing. It's just stoning them, and it still may blow some feathers off, but when you pluck it and get down to either pluck it or, or breast it out or whatever we're going to do, it's just like, okay, where's the shot at? Like, it's they're stone dead, but it blew feathers off them. So, yes, this, I, I really like this. Am I going to say I like it better than the Kicks High Flyer Full, and I'm never going to go back to it? I don't think I'm going to say that. Because I got to go back and do some research on these videos with my patterns. 
And I feel like Kicks outperformed um, on one of those ammos. And I can't remember if it was 12. I want to say it was heavy 12 that it looked so much better. But you got to remember, that is just what it looks like on paper. That's not including the shot string, that it may be just a short little shot string and all the shot is hitting it at once. That's what's amazing. It hits all at once. And there is a little less room for error there, but when you have that impact that bird all together instead of in a long string, I mean, common sense tells you how nasty that is, right? So my mid-season update of that choke is I really like it. It has not come out of the gun, uh, out of my 12-gauge this year. It stayed in there. Um, a little more things about it. Um, I would say also the other thing with that is it does want to get wedged in there. Um, I've heard a lot of people saying it, it's getting locked in, and I clean it every time I get done hunting. I unscrew it, take it out, dry it, dry inside in the threads in my <clears throat> my barrel. And it definitely wants to lock in there way more than, than the kicks ever did. So I'm kind of always fighting that. So if you get one or have one, definitely don't leave it in there. Um, some people I know, there's just it's done, it ain't coming out. Uh, if you have that happen, don't give up. And not say, well, I ain't going to be able to get out. Let me give you this suggestion. Take the barrel off the gun. T take it apart. Take the barrel off the gun. Throw it in the freezer for if you have room in a freezer. For like, um, I'm trying to remember how long I threw that in there. I want to say 15, 20 minutes. And uh, one time that was actually with the kicks because I had rained really hard and I never pulled it out. That was a lesson learned at the very beginning when I started using uh, those kicks chokes. But it's ne really never happened to me. One, one time it did. So I threw it in there. And what it does is the metals are different and the shrinking, you know, kind of the uh, shrinking is the best word I can use. And I, I came right out. So if you have that happen, there's a little pro tip for you. Throw it in the freezer. Get that barrel reduction size, like where that separation kind of separates from it. And then you can unscrew it and take it out for the most part. I don't I don't think it's going to work for everybody. Some are just in there for life. But uh, <clears throat> I'm happy with it, guys. I'm happy with it. I know about 20 minutes of this has been about ammo and, uh, you know, about chokes and stuff, but I'm super happy with it. Um, I'm not going to get rid of my kicks. I don't know when I would switch, though. Like I said, just being the way I am, if I'm going to shoot this certain ammo, then maybe in a shot better with kicks, I'd probably throw it in. I know it's kind of weird and overkill, but that's just, I'm just weird like that. Um, now, let's go over some other updates. Um, Let's see here. What else could we go on mid-season gear update that we've been using this year? Oh, the boat. My goodness. We, I know people want to see more refuge hunts, and they, they're coming. We have them. I just haven't been edited yet. Um, it's kind of a bummer because when you get the boat and you have such a bigger, another big opportunity, and people are like, don't even almost, I know not everybody's like this, but a lot of people on YouTube just don't have the interest in that, I guess, because it's not relatable. But it's kind of a bummer for us because, like, hey, we're trying to do more stuff and, and trying to bring more variety, and people, like, aren't caring for it, I guess, or something. It's kind of weird to me, but whatever. We're still going to make whatever we make as far as content goes and, and maximize our opportunities because my thing is I have a job where I can go in the midweek, and that's when I like to go, but nobody else is going, and that's the best time for me, and I, I take advantage of this job because I don't think this job will I'll be in this job forever where I have that opportunity, so I try to take advantage of it. So the boat has been a massive thing. Um, 
calls. I'm still using JJ Lairs. I have the hybrid, which is my number one call that I use all the time with the 350 uh, read in it. Um, I have the uh, beer bottle color is the name of it. Um, you you know, check out Upper Duck. If you guys are looking for a Lairs call and you have a hard time finding much, they are hard to find. UpperDuck.com. They're great people. You can even call them and say, hey, can I get one of these? And they might special order them to have Brett Crow, which makes JJ Lairs calls now. It has been for a long time. Championship caller, uh, they might put in a special order and he'll make some of those for them or whatever. So that's how I got it because I couldn't, they were always sold out. And I really liked that color, just went good with hunting. And I just like the color. It's like that clear brownish color. I mean, there's, and then Jade, he made the Jade for us. That Jade color is sick. It's so beautiful. So I have a hybrid in that with the 360 in it. Um, I like the 360. And then there's times I'm just like, it's a little bit, eh, I, I, I don't know, like, there's a some so, couple sounds I can't as do as good. I feel like on calling that I can with the three five zero out of the hybrid. I also have the T one, and I've actually been. I was gonna sell that. I was gonna get rid of it. I can't tell you how many times I was gonna get rid of that T one because I felt like uh, I just couldn't find the right read length. Well, then I talked to Brett Crow and I asked his, you know, kind of his favorite call. He says I'll, he likes them all, but a lot of competition on his live duck calling competitions. He was blowing the. The uh, T1, which is the timber, and he uh, he was using, he told me between, uh, did he tell me 375 and 380? I think between, between 370 and 380, and that's the, the length, okay, guys? They're, they're cut precisely to these lengths. They're very minimal lengths, but it does make a massive difference, as you well know, if you've trimmed duck holes and did it yourself at all. But um, I put a 370 in that T1, and I love it now. It's really snappy. Um, I'm not, the chuckling I'm not as comfortable with yet on it yet because it takes a lot more back pressure. But just the quacks and the wah, 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 and the wah, 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 I actually really like that pop and that snap it has. So that's kind of like a shorter crisper. Whereas the hybrid with the 350 for me is like higher little bit whinier, squillier, you know, I, I just like it. So I like the combo. I actually have them both now in my lantern. I used to only do one mallard call. Now I, I do both those, and I like that combo. Um, 20 gauge, I've got the 20 gauge out on three or four hunts. Plan on getting them out more. We're in the middle of season right now, and the best part of it where it's basically good from here on out here in California. So we do a lot more refuge hunts using both those guns. Um, I actually might shoot that this week. On a hunt. Um, what other gear? There was some other gear that I was wanting to talk about. Uh, the Rogers cart. We have the Rogers cart pushing in, and it's just that big cart. It's a 600-pound cart with the extra large jet sled, which is I love, especially with the dog because you got the dog – Oh, by the way, I lost my uh, Momharsh dog stand in Idaho um, with the cut, the one with the cover, which is more money. So I ended up buying the open one again. So I started with the open one. I lost that one. And then I went to the enclosed one where he can get inside and he's hidden better because he's a black lab and sometimes he sticks out in like the tan toolies. Then I lost that or left it in Idaho on accident on when we were hunting one of the islands or something and 
I guess. That's what we're assuming. So then I bought another one, and here we are. It's open face one. Uh, so what made me think about the gear thing to kind of go over some of my personal gear, and I'll think of some more of it. Um, again, the heavy 12, three-inch six shot out of the 12-gauge, the one and eighth ounce. And I believe, oh, I can see it. The one and a quarter ounce is 1,500 feet per second, guys. I didn't realize that. No, no. Take that back. I'm sorry. The one and an eighth ounce is 1,500 feet per second, and they have a one and a quarter ounce, and that's 1,450. So to me, I like the 1,500. I'll take a little little less shot. Um, that's probably – I may change my tune on that later. I don't know. But I'm just like, man, 1,500 with that? Oh, my word. But I'm cool with 1450 because most all all the heavy bismuth is 1450, and then when I'm shooting my 20 gauge, it's only 1400. So, and if you don't think speed matters, it does. Um, as far as lead and stuff like that, people think, oh, they don't make that much of a difference. It does. Me and Harrison have this talk. I should have him on again and talk about that. But I also wanted to go over uh, Cal Water California Waterfowl came out the magazine with uh, like a mid season gear guide. So that's kind of what spun me off the idea of doing this episode. And uh, kind of want to go over a few things that they had I thought was pretty interesting. And they also have a Mossberg 940 Pro waterfowl gun. And basically what they have is they have a, it's a 12-gauge, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, let me go back a page. Let me sh it's pretty cool because, oh, what page is that on? The one is a goose gun. Obviously, not, not honker, but snow. And it holds 13. Yeah, right here. The Mossberg 940 Pro Series says stand up to the elements. It's a gun guns built for hardcore well, waterfowling. It looks pretty sick. It's kind of like a snow camo. Uh, the one that holds the 13. Looks like it's got the old Ultra Go bead on it. I can't tell what choke that is on it. I mean, it says full choke, but I guess that maybe that's Mossberg's own personal choke. But it is an extended choke. But it says, built for surmounting harsh, wet conditions, our, non, non, our 940 Pro shotguns feature corrosion-resistant internal parts, a self-draining stock with an adjustable, that's nice, with an adjustable length of pull, and Cerakote protective finish on both the receivers and chrome-lined barrels with a gas system that can go up to 1,500 rounds between cleanings. These shotguns will perform smoothly and reliably season after season. So... The 940 Pro Snow Goose 12 gauge is 13 shots, and then the 940 Pro Waterfowl 12 gauge is five. Obviously, you would have to put the plug in that to be only three. Um, I think obviously you can do that if you you know you were doing you wanted a more of a waterfowl gun or a duck hunting gun, and then you wanted to have a few extra shells, you could take the plug out and use it for like conservation season for geese. So um, let me go back to this. So that's what they were talking about. Um. Yeah, and it says it actually shoots the waterfowl one. Says that it actually shoots low ounce loads too. It says it weighs seven three quarters pounds. It's gas operated, um, and it cycles very light loads, seven eighth ounce, twelve hundred feet per second target loads too, with no problems. So that's pretty. That's good. It's running a thousand fifty. So if you want to check out a new gun, it's pretty interesting. Check it out at Mossberg.com. Uh, they talk about the Frankie Affinity 3 shotgun in here. That's what I have, the 20-gauge, though. Um, 
Franke says their butt pad plus, you know, all the other things, they said that their uh, TSA recoil pad, I guess, is reducing felt recoil up to 50%. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's 20 gauge is 20 gauge. I don't know if it's reducing even that more, but I can tell you, I don't feel it that much. Now, if you get the black one, you can get it for a thousand bucks. I I got the timber one. I I want to say out the door it was twelve or thirteen hundred, but I really wanted a twenty gauge. Taking a taking a sip of coffee here. So good. All right. Let's go on to the next thing. Um, oh, yeah, the sport dog. Okay, what do I use for Rocky? I use the... Um, mm, mm, mm. Man, what one is that now? It's the 825? I think it's the 825. It's the Sportland Hunter. And... Uh, I would suggest if you guys want a e-collar for your dog, I would suggest the 425 because it's way cheaper. The one I have can use for multiple collars. And the 425, uh, well, and the 825 actually has a long reach. Um, I think it's like up to two miles, but like there's no absolute, I, I don't feel like there's really no need for that. So I kind of overdid and didn't really know what I was looking for when I bought it. But if I had to do again or this one kicks the bucket, I'm definitely going to um, get the, the, I think it's the 400 series. So uh, Heavy 12 is actually in here. Um, I like what they say. Cost is more per shell, but you will need fewer shells. <laughs> so true. I'm not going to drag on that anymore. I've already talked about that. Uh, I guess, uh, I don't know if this is new. Oh, I think it was a lady that wrote this this gear guide in this this deal. That's why a lot of this is lighter stuff. It's women's Hudson jacket. She talks about Big Al's Mallard pack of these silhouettes, which look really good. It looks, says it's uh, seventy two bucks for twelve. Um. Oh, I know what I want to talk about. Final approaches decoys. They okay, guys. We have beat the snot out of these. In fact, I almost have purposely abused those decoys to see if they could stand under the test. I was kind of told to by them to like, Hey, don't, you know, don't baby these. Let's see what they will do. And I will say we have beat the snow. I've never treated my decoys like in the past that like I've treated these and it's by been by purpose. Um, we have some decoy bags for them and that's what I've always liked doing as slotted bags because it really takes care of your decoys and, you know, it doesn't let them rub together and they'll last a lot longer. But, you know, it was like on these, it was like, okay, let's put them on their test. They're new this year. Let's see what they can handle. And I will tell you that there has not been paint wearing off these and they have been just thrown in the boat. They've been rubbing up against each other. They've went on the whole boat ride. Like I don't even hardly use a decoy bag anymore because it's just kind of, it's kind of inconvenient in the boat. We still use them when we go in the refuges and stuff just because it's the way it sits in the car and it's a little bit more organized. But in the boat, we're like, and and another thing, my goodness, and I'm trying not to get off pace now that I'm starting to think of more things. The rigs, the final approach rigs, dude, are amazing. Like so nice. We have the four foot, four ounce ones. And I'm telling you, I've used them in, in Idaho in the river. I've used them 
uh, in on the refuges in the Delta. I've used them. Uh, where else have we used them? Uh, we're gonna use them uh, on some more out of state trips to be determined. Um, like I said, all these refuges. That's what we've been using. And whether even though they're four footers, I've used them in in. 12 inch deep water or less, even maybe like eight inches. So even though you have that four foot, it doesn't matter. It, I'm telling you, the line doesn't float. There's there's no memory. What we've been doing is we put them on the D ring, you know, like 12 to a D ring or, a, you know, like a carabiner, click it on, put all 12 on there. And what I figured out is I'll, I'll run my hand down all the way down to the base of the decoys from the top of the carabiner down, and then I spin them, and then I tie a knot all the way at the very bottom right next to the decoys, and I mean cinch it tight where it's, you're like, oh man, that thing's going to make a bend in the in the line, and you're going to undo it, and it's going to stay stuck bent that way, but there's no memory on this line. Um, it's the code, coded cable. Guys, I love it. I'm telling you. I feel like... The reason in the past I never used to do it before is because um, I didn't want. I thought, oh, just because you do Texas rig, you gotta like, you know, you you gotta put a, you gotta not put them in a bag, but you can still do that. You can still put them in a bag. You can still put them in a slotted bag if you really want to do that. It's not gonna hold you back. I mean, I don't know why I ever limited myself thinking that way, but you can still put them in a slotted bag. So by far, I love these decoys. We got the live mallards live floating mallards which have the flocked heads we got three dozen of those the spoonies are the best spoonies out on the market 100 and they've held up great um i haven't got to get the gabals out yet uh what else uh, the pintails look good they're a little bit smaller in body than i would have liked them and that was something they talked about we talked about there was a little i think a little bit of confusion when they were made but they're still good. I mean, they're not much different size than Avian X. I just feel like they could have been a little bit bigger. But they look they look kosh. I mean, they're good looking. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, oh, the blue wings are studs. The green wings are studs. Um, I love the decoys, honestly. I really, really, really love them. I'm not saying they're the only thing out there. They're the best thing out there. I feel like they are in the top. I do. For durability and paint scheme and body scheme. I feel like, like, say the Spoonie is the best Spoonie looking out there. If that's what you're looking for. The Mallards, they're up there with the top. The Widgeon, I think they're the best looking Widgeon out there. Honestly, I do. The paint colors and schemes. But like some of the other ones, I, there's other ones comparable or maybe even better. I feel like there's better Gawal out there. Um, I feel like the, these Gawal are a little dark. I, I thought they looked really good when I was there back in Kansas. But like when I got them, I was like, these don't. I feel like they're really dark. But it, they're going to work. It's just I'm you're talking to somebody that's super super nitpicking. I thought there was more in this magazine about stuff, but I guess not. So, anyways, uh, that's decoys, rigs, choke shells, guns. Um, I know there's many other things. People are like, why well, why didn't you uh, put that out there? I'm trying to like mentally. Waiters are still holding up strong, guys. I I mean. It is what it is. I'm not going to bore you guys with the details because I know some get tired of hearing it uh, about sick, I guess. Um, waders are clutch. Most comfortable boots on the market. Still no leaks in these waders. At some point, I'm sure it's going to happen. Uh, a friend of mine, Kevin, 
He just got his back. They put brand new boots on it. Um, he's had his longer, I believe, than I have. Um, he didn't even ask him to. They put the new gen boots on and didn't even charge him. Fixed a couple little holes, a uh, little leak study he had, and never charged him. See, people think, oh, that, how good is that warranty? Well, I'm telling you, that's two different people that I know. I, I can't think of the other one off the top of the head, but Kevin has sent his back a couple times. I think this is the second time. They fixed everything and never said nothing and put the new gen boots on and didn't charge them. So I'm telling you, they may say something on their website, but more times than not, I've heard people saying, yeah, I sent in for this and they never even end up charging me for it. So just saying, middle of season, I think Kevin got us back in a couple weeks or less. So just throwing that out there to you guys. Um, another brand I really liked and I really was trying to work with them as far as hats and, and hoodies and stuff, even though, you know, we're, we're working with Rogers and all that stuff just to wear every once in a while is I really like them. If you got a bigger noggin, check out, um, uh, uh, back down South brand, back down South clothing, back down South clothing, I think co. And they just, they had some ideas on their hats that I've always wanted to do on my own hat, but I can never find the right hat to do it. And they got some of these waxed hats that I really like because if it's raining, you know, there's no worries there. They got that kind of like charcoal gray one that has the mallard on the front. They got the, it, they're just great hunting hats. They got the brown one with the black lab wearing the, the headdress like an Indian. So I don't know. I, there's just, I have like uh, three of their hats, I think. I got a green one too. And the green and the brown one I like hunting out of, and then the black one, if we're in a boat blind or something, I'll wear that black one. So uh, that's something this year that I've been wearing, if you've been seeing in the videos. Um, what else could I cover about in this stuff? This did not mean to be this long. Um, I just like trying to put the information out there for you guys. I guess I should have wrote stuff down, because I know when I uh, when I end this thing, I'm going to think of a few more things I would have liked to bring up to you guys. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, that stuff I've been drinking this year is that it's like, it's like Pedialyte, you know, they use for babies when they're dehydrated or to get them, um, hydrated again. But now a lot of gas stations are selling them and I can't remember what the one I've been buying is, but it looks like a Pedialyte bottle, but it's in a smaller bottle, like a 12 ounce or something like that. 16 ounce. And, um, you know, I know we're hiking hard. I, I know when we're in the boat, it's obviously not as much effort, but there's that has its effort in its own way, trust me. But, like, when we're on the refuges and we're doing the long walks in and you're pushing really hard, you're hunting hard, it's nice. I think it'd be – I feel like I'm better off drinking that than I have been Gatorade. The flavor's okay. I've been drinking the grape. It's not, like, my favorite. But it also don't have the amount of sugar in it that Gatorade does. And you say, well, pfft. You guys drink Mountain Dew. Someone told me the other day, well, you drink Mountain Dews and Red Bulls. What's the difference in NOS? It's like, well, I do. But I do still care a little bit about my body. Like, I know that you guys see the one time cracking open at the end of the hunt, but it's not like we're just cracking those all day long every single day. This is just kind of like a celebratory drink. But, uh, yeah, to stay hydrated, you got the water in the bag and uh rocky rocky's been doing good the boat he's still he's used to the boat but what he drives me nuts on and i tell people i go man he's got abandonment issues like i feel like in the boat it's a 17 foot boat and i walk to the front he's got to walk to the front with me i walk to the back he's got to walk to the back with me i bend over and grab some decoys he's got to lick me and it's just like dude 
get off of me. <laughs> it drives me nuts. And I know it's driven, driven Thomas nuts too. Like when I'm not in the boat, he just, and it's like, okay, well, I'll make him sit. I'll like go make him on the front deck and say sit and he'll stay there. But it's just like, I don't know. He, he gets spun up in the boat. I don't know what it is, but uh, that's one thing that's been a new deal for him. It's not riding in the boat. Don't bother him. He's rode in the boat since he was a pup because I had bass boats and take it with, with me fishing. In fact, a funny story one time is I was using a jig fishing and I had reeled it in at a bait caster and he was a pup. Like, I don't know how old he was, maybe four or five months. And when I brought it in, the jig was like kind of swinging right in front of his face and he was like looking at it and I wasn't paying much attention. I watched him looking at it and I like casted it. And then the next thing I hear is he jumps in the water in the lake right off the edge of the boat and he must have went under for like three seconds because he was getting chunkier at that time and he must have went under the water four or five feet or six feet I don't even know and he was just you know paddling come back up trying to get in the boat I had to pull him up and it was hilarious but he thought he was going to go retrieve that jig I guess so he's been in a boat since he was super super young he has no problems with that it's just hunting in it and like that's some we gotta spend some time there and a little bit more discipline in that area because once he's on his dog stand he's good but the boat in his mind thinks it's kind of a free roam area and it's not so um we got some good hunts come up for you guys um some hunts we've did i think people thought there was gonna be a video there's not gonna be a video for that diver that really good diver hunt that we had um i just didn't feel like bringing it out been a little bit i'll just be honest been a little bit flustered with just the views i put a deal out and people are saying because we're not doing refuge hunts and it's like they're not interested it's been mallard hunts it's like Okay, whatever. I I mean, I still it's it's the beginning. It's only we're only we only have ten videos out. Last year we put twenty nine out. We're not even halfway through, and people already kind of like semi complaining that we're not putting refuge hunts out. It's like we barely even started. So I don't know. Give us cut us a little slack there. We, we I was just trying to say, are you guys seeing our video? Are seeing our videos? And 60-some percent, our people are saying, no, we're not seeing your uh, stuff pop up in our feed. So I was like, okay, that proved my point. YouTube is not, okay, so there's 787 votes, and 65% of people say, I don't see your videos in my subscription feed. These are people that are subscribed. So 65% of 787 people are not seeing it. So it's proven, that's all I want to do is prove uh, people just don't even, they're not, it's not popping up, and that's super frustrating. As someone that's trying to create content, trying to put stuff out there and, and share the hunts. But, yeah, people, I mean, there's like over 100 and some comments, and they're like, yeah, the vibe's different this year. I don't know what it is, you know. Um, it's just kind of random, but, like, I guess a lot of people are saying, trying to say it's not relatable and stuff. So, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, it's only. I think people are only saying that because the only thing that we have done that's any different than we've ever done is two videos. The the one we're uh, hunting. What was the title of that video? Hunting public land hard pays off. That was more of a cinematic style video. Thanks to my good buddy Caleb that does insane editing and kind of makes me a little bit irritated and. and feel bad for Caleb because he's put so much time and effort into helping that. He's using a, a camera with a 6K, and all people want to say is, oh, it just reminds me of Sitka. It's like, how is that a bad thing? 
like it, it does it does irritate me a little bit. I'll be honest with you. Like it does offend me a little bit for him because he did it on his own time. I'm not paying Caleb, and he made this very very good video. That's not how all our videos have been. Go back and look. They're all just regular videos with us either wearing GoPros or or uh, using the camcorder. And people are like, oh, it just it looks like all you care about is killing mallards. Well, no kidding. <laughs> That's always been our goal. You know, we're still going to shoot the mixed bags. We're, I haven't drawn one cotton-picking resi in California. I have not drawn one cotton-picking resi to hunt our refuge. So I either got to go in the afternoon, and we have those videos, and we've still been successful on those refuge hunts, but I haven't got no resi. And most of you, I guarantee you listening to Hunt California, you probably haven't either. That's just how it goes. You spend tons of money and maybe get one or two or three a year. Some people I know, they get 10, 5, 10, 15 a year. I don't know how. But uh, I would say, yeah, most of all our hunts are ready. Our our, um, uh, refuges, just people just don't know where we're at. It just proves, and I think it's funny because it just proves to me people have no clue where we're at. They assume that we're at these other places. They have no clue. So we're still doing refuge hunts. Sorry you can't figure out where we're at, <laughs> but we are still doing refuge hunts. And we have some good ones coming, so I can't wait for you guys to see. Uh, hmm, should I give you a little sneak peek? I know. Anybody that's watching on the YouTube channel will get to see. Hold on. We're going to wrap this up, but I want to show you guys something. Those of you that are watching on the MVM Show YouTube channel, all I'm going to do is show it to you. I'm not going to say what it is, but this video will be coming soon. Hopefully, I don't know, in a, probably next week or the week after, probably next week. But I got a little something to show you, something that happened on, something that happened on that hunt. Yes, sir. So stay tuned for that, and uh, we'll talk more about that later. Um, probably do a podcast episode on that once the video is getting ready to roll out. So pretty exciting. It's been a good year. It's been a good year. I'm excited. I am excited. We have a month and a half left this season. Um, I'm actually, my goal is I'm hoping that this week I can go out to this spot. I'm going to try to go, and I'm going to try and shoot. Seven Drake Shavalas. Just to make everybody happy that says all we care about killing now is mallards. And and make everybody happy. I'm I'm doing this for you guys. This is a hundred percent. And you know what I'm gonna do too? I might even do a little cook-off at the end of that. If I can make that happen. If I can get seven Drake spoonies. And you know what? That sounds easy to do. And there's some places you can go in California and do that every time, but um, it's not as easy as you think it would be unless you're just in them. Sometimes you're just in them and you're like, okay, well, I can shoot seven drakes right now. Easy. But you can't really plan it and say, okay, I'm going to go out there and shoot seven drakes, please. Um, maybe there's, I'm sure there's some places out there people are yelling out the podcast right now. I know exactly where to go. Well, I know some places you can definitely have a good chance at it, but I don't, I don't know about that good. So maybe we can shoot seven of the other greenheads, the old boot lip, the old Hollywood. And boy, I bet you that video will go off the hook. 
Nobody cares about a pile of mallards, which I guess I get that. Um, in California, though, you got to understand, those of you that are listening in California, that is not the easiest thing to do in California on a refuge. That is not the easiest thing to do. It's very hard to do, actually. Um, or you've spent years and years and years and you've got your spots. That's really one of the biggest ways. Um, now, some of you outside California, that's probably why it doesn't mean anything to you because you see mallards. Um, you've maybe killed more mallards. Maybe that's the only thing you kill is mallards. So you're like, man, I want to see the gadwalls and the spoonies and the the green wings and the blue wings and, you know, pintail and all this. Hey, I do too. I, I'm, I'm not no uh, purist, but I will say I do like hunting mallards. They're smart birds. So we're going to end it there. I'm probably going to see have a lot of things I wish I would have said, but I hope you guys enjoyed this one, give you a little bit of insight. Hopefully, hopefully those of you watching on the episode like like seeing what you've seen right there and knowing what's coming up and pretty cool. And looking forward to the next episode. I'm going to have trying to have contact them today, a special guest. I really think you guys are gonna love. Stay tuned for it. We'll have another episode out this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Love you guys, and we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>